This is a special edition upload courtesy of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, as well as the GameSportsShow.com, Spotify, Apple, Podbean Podcasts, and Facebook or Instagram. This special edition is brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office Interiors. Special edition uploads are courtesy of having guests or guests on the show or information outside of the show's usual schedule. We will caution you that some language might be offensive to some, but to be prepared for an electric segment courtesy of the game. Now let's go to Dave McKegg Jr. and the crew inside the Game Entertainment and Media Studio. Booyah! And it's time for the Game Sports Show, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It is your host, David McKaig Jr. The Game Sports Show is powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, or GEM for short. You're listening to the game through the GameSportsShow.com or through our multiple media and broadcasted platforms, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, ESPN, ESPN 1400, Sovereign Communications, on TV, Facebook, and or Instagram. Make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe to keep it locked here on, and as always, electric content from the Game Sports Show. This is a special edition upload of the game. All special editions brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office Interiors. Make sure you, if you need signage, banners, decals, posters, or any essential office equipment, do not hesitate to look further than Compass Imaging and Demansky Office Interiors. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their website to ensure you don't miss out on great deals always going on. Included with Compass and Demansky, shout out to our list of additional sponsors and partners. That being Sports Center Bar and Grill, North Spear Brewing Company, North Shore Sports and Auto, Northern Quitters in Need, and Thrush Creative Co. Now, before I get to the reason of our special edition, we have a special edition guest. Uh, first ever special edition guest here on the Game Sports Show special edition format. A fan guest, if you will, someone who is a fan of the show. Well, I believe he is. And he's found out that he is actually harder to get a hold of than our guest is to get on the show. And it's someone whom you know quite well here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. An overall good guy. And as I mentioned, fan of, the, fan of the show, the one and only Dom DeLuca. Dom, how are you? And welcome on the show. Wow, that, that's that's quite an intro. That was, a, yeah, very nice. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, but... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and uh, shoot the breeze with the boys tonight and uh, maybe have a few chuckles, maybe make Millsy laugh a couple times over there. Be good to go. <laughs> Got to get laughing, right? That's the whole point. Now, I hope that introduction gave you plenty of time to be able to sit down, crap, crack open a cold pint, preferably Northern Superior Brewing Company, of course, because they're a sponsor. Got to make sure you plug that in. Or a glass of wine, glass of liquor, heck, even a glass of water if you go that way. Uh, because officially getting to our guest for his fourth appearance on the game, Sabres defenseman, he's a freak of an athlete. He just downloaded Skype today just to ensure that he is here for the show. And this is also one of the Welcome on again, my friend. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? And what an intro again. <laughs> I try to make them different each time you come on. You know, I got to try to keep the chatterbox reputation going, right? And try to keep the the electricity flowing. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well done. Yeah, I'm having, I'm having a glass of wine over here. I think uh, I think we might need it here, Tigger. Yeah, uh, there we go. I think a glass of wine is good. What do you got, Dom? Do you have a beer? Do you have anything? Or do you, are you one of those glass of water guys? Listen, I, I can't even lie to you. Millsy will know this too. I'm... Uh, Heavy into the coffee, boys. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a bit of a, a bit of a sweat going. Excited. Four cream, four sugar. Oh yeah, no, just 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 heavy on the cream, cream and very heavy black coffee, cream. nice and strong, right? I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm, for uh, dinner. A little hyper. My, I had my roast. I made a nice roast beef today during COVID, and I'm good to go today. 
Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Now, you know, you got either got to have the decaf or whatever you have. If you don't have decaf, it's regular coffee. Good to go. If I had coffee right now, I probably wouldn't sleep for two days. I'm not going to lie because I'm already hyperactive as it is. And you both can attest. Oh. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, I'll be in bed by about three this morning. So oh, there I'll, be you. Up, I'll be up late. Oh, yeah. Perfect. That, that no, is. He's got the full Italian. You got to think he's he's not he's never had a co- cup of decaf coffee in his life. That's true. Never, never, never. Espresso in there. Any shot of espresso? No espresso in this. It's just, it's just dark. It's so strong the coffee you make. It's awesome. Oh, I might. <laughs> I might have to try one of these coffees when you have to make me a Deluca brew. Up. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah, it's fun. It's a fun brew. Now, Melzi, we'll go to you just to open up. You have Instagram. You can follow Colin Miller on Instagram. Right now, you're with the Buffalo Sabres. You got traded there this past year to play in Buffalo. Now you're wearing number 33 on Buffalo. I would rather you see be wearing number six because I believe that's the number you'd want to wear, but we won't go into that right now. You're in Buffalo. Your experiences in Buffalo so far and how it's been this season and uh, just overall view of being a Buffalo Sabre. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. You know, it was a different season. It was tough. Uh tough year and you know which is as we as we are right now not yet over um not really sure you know what's what's going to happen on that front but um yeah it was an interesting year it was uh i think frustrating from a lot of aspects but i think a lot of things to look forward to we have a great coach there uh great group of guys that i think you know are are very eager to win and very eager you know to uh to start playing some playoffs hockey so hopefully we can turn it around and uh you know really improve over uh over these next uh, couple of years see now dom i think you'll agree to this like buffalo has good core guys not just including milsey but rasmus Dahlin, you have jack eichel there now you know they have a good group of guys uh, that can get to that playoff run i actually expected the sabers to be a playoff team this year uh, to be flat out honest i don't know what you say as our fan guest given your first response and comment Oh, well, um, I got to ask Millsy this question. Like, we talk once in a while throughout the year. I'll send a message here and there. But um, the one thing this year, it kind of just blew my mind is um, watching the way, uh, like, when Eichel's run, when he's on his game, it's just kind of uh, to see him fire pucks and, and kind of just uh, breeze around people at times. It just looks so effortless. And the shot is ridiculous, Millsy. So, like, for me, like, to see him every day at practice and doing, doing some of his things, it must just be uh, – kind of cool to see a talented player like that yeah yeah i think he i think he's one of those i mean there's always guys when you go to every team um you know you know you play against them and you see how good they are but then you go and you're on their team and you're seeing them every single day and that's when you kind of realize okay this guy is you know this guy's a stud or this guy's maybe not as good as you thought he was or whatever but yeah he um he's got it i mean uh from from being a a freak of an athlete to begin with, and then also, uh, um, you know, all his attributes of, of, of you know, wanting to win so badly. Um, he's, yeah, he's got it for sure. He does, right? And that's, that's the whole point. He, he's a leader on your team, obviously, and you got some good young coming talent as well as long with good talent along with yourself, like Rasmus Dahlin. That is every, everything seems to be adver, as advertised with that young stud on the back end. I think you also had some time with them this year. Did you play at the beginning of the year? You had some playing time with them, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I played with Ras. Well, it was an interesting year for myself personally, but I played with Ras a lot um, the beginning of the year and and a lot towards the end of the year. It was kind of a mixed bag what we had on the back end this year, but he. Um, 
he, I mean, he's, he's 19 years old. Like he's, I don't know. Um, I remember thinking back, you know, I was trying to put myself in his shoes kind of thinking when I'm playing with him, you know, and, and it's, and it's hard to, you know, because you think about where you were at 19 in your career and it, um, obviously, you know, I wasn't in the NHL or, you know, not a lot of kids are. So, um, it, there's so much, I think coming to him so early, and I mean, he's just going to continue to get better and better. But obviously, a very, very tough thing to play in the National Hockey League at, at, at 19. But but he's you know had two great years so far, put up some great numbers. So it's obviously just going to continue. Definitely. Now, even you have Rasmus Ristolainen on that team. I'm a big fan of actually Rasmus Ristolainen. I think that is a prototypical type of defenseman of the National Hockey League. And uh, it's just the overall decor there in Buffalo is well put together. It seems like it's a very strong part in Buffalo. I know obviously this year hasn't been the strongest season for the Buffalo Sabres as if the playoffs started today, if you will. Buffalo Sabres would be on the outside looking in. But watching them, especially here in Ontario a lot, we, myself having a hockey package, watch every game that I can. However, a lot of the focus is Detroit and Toronto and Ottawa, and, uh, specifically with our kind of national television, and even Montreal, if you want to throw that in there, which you play those teams quite a number of times throughout the year. Uh, but you overall, the, the defensive side of Buffalo just seems like to be one of the stronger points. I know people may disagree because of the Jack Eichels, the Jeff Skinner, Sam Reinhardt type of guys that you have on that team, but the defensive core that you have, you can't disagree that it's a very strong part of the Sabres. I think so, yeah, and I think that I think that, that hopes to be a, a strong part of it moving forward. I mean, Risto, Risto himself is, uh, Risto Linen is, I don't know, he's a couple years younger than me, and he's played, you know, huge minutes for a long time, but I think it, it takes a long time for um, a defenseman to really, you know, become that unbelievable top top four, you know, solid, solid player. It's not easy, I mean, in a national hockey when you're going against the top line every single night, um, you know, to be able to shut them down or whatever it is, but yeah, we have a good group down there or on the back end. Hopefully, we'll really, really make some headway um, in the years to come. I think so. Now, Doc, all the spotlight talk, and I could give you some time here, our fan guest, so I'll give you next up for, for calling. Oh, oh, no worries. You know, we were talking about, uh, like when you were talking uh, in specific about uh, Darlene, I, I just, I'm so impressed with how many, again, um, being a Red Wing fan, all the Swedes that come through the program there. Uh, but again, defensemen, Swedes, like there's so many that are just, they're doing something well over in Sweden, that's for sure, especially uh, development and special defense. I'm going to so. say Dom is only probably watching the wing. 100%. Right now it's been a bit of a rough go, but uh, we're trying our best to get through that. Eh? There's, uh, there's no more Dad Seeker, Zetterberg, or my boys, but Lidstrom, but uh, we'll get back there, I guess, at some point. But hopefully. Your guys, your guys, your guys, your guys. They're my guys, they're my guys, Millsy. <laughs> Those are my guys. He knows. <laughs> the big thing is that I see a lot. You bring up the Sweden side of everything, which is a great uh, thing to bring up. Actually, we talked a lot about European development and talent that's come now. And you can include Russia and in that Sweden. Finland is where I got my eyes on. I feel like Finland is a country that is going to dominate. Never mind just Russia or Sweden. But overall, Swedish talent for defense. When you got Lindstrom, you got Dali. And I just named that is just naming a couple of the guys out of the dozens that are Swedish defensemen. You can look at legends like Boris Salmi, Hedman, Hedman, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So you got you got guys yeah. in there 
that are just fantastic. And over, you got to think Swedish defensemen may be the best defensive prop in the world right now. Yeah, there's lots of them. That's, that's, you're, you're definitely right there. So, But again, the international game, there's so many good players. Like I think it's Sweden and Finland. It's wild. See, and you know what, Milzy? Like, sure. and you're you're not a, a, a small guy, Milzy. Obviously, you're you're over six feet, so you're not like a five eight or, or you know a small defenseman out there or anything like that. You got a good size on you. And by the way, I, like I must before I continue this comment that I saw you made a dirty pass this year against the Columbus Blue Jackets. An old look backhand pass. No, not a big deal. That was pretty fucking filthy. Not gonna lie. I don't know if you remember that or if I need to play a video of it or anything like that, but. It just seems like when the, the size of a defense. I don't remember that one, but keep pumping me up. I love that. <laughs> so I believe it was an overtime. That's, part, that's part of his repertoire. Eh? That's all part of his repertoire. Right? So, <laughs> the no look backhand pass for Millsy. That's just another. That's another day. The office, hundred percent. Eh? <laughs> no, no looker. Just to take a guess. And there, that's perfect. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. Where are you going with this? Oh no. Honestly, like you have in the National Hockey League now, it seems like size for defensemen actually still matter. Where when you look at forwards, you can have like a Mitch. I'm using Mitchell Marner, for example, with the Maple Leafs. Obviously, you play against him. Obviously, he's a small guy. He's fast in the corners. He's one of those guys that can just grind go lower. He's not a prototypical bigger guy in the corner that's going to grind and tie you up on the boards. Mitch is going to be try to walk around you or dance around you, per se. But defensemen seem to be the position where it's not changing, where if you have size, that is still a big part of the game. Do you agree with that, Millsy? Or do you think it's just as much as forwards? It could be anyone's game at its side. Yeah, I think it's I think it's obviously a mix. But, um, you know, look back at the St. Louis Blues last year who obviously won it all. You look at the defense there, Bollmeister, Branko, Petrangelo. Like, the, the guys that they had on the back end there were, were not little, little guys. And I think, um, I mean, obviously the game's changed so much from – you're not going to have, um, you know, guys like maybe like a Chris Pronger who's going to go out there and just absolutely enforce, enforce his will out there. But I think um, there's definitely still something to be said for, for guys that are, you know, big, hard, hard to play against. And then obviously when you get in the playoffs, that's that's what's going to carry you through. You know, either your playoff games are 2-1 or 3-2 or whatever it may be. They're not like a regular season game where you're, you know, winning winning five four in a shootout, which which is as oddly as it sounds is is something that, you know, seems to happen a lot more often than, you know, today's NHL. Yeah, that's in that's, the regular season. I, know, so I, I, I was uh you start thinking about some of the guys, some of the bigger guys too that that like to be able to add that that's that that skill and, and the speed from the back end, like a Seth Jones, like I, that's one guy that comes to mind for me. I'm going, Oh my God, like what a what a pack mm-hmm. he has not just I mean there's that offensive prowess to go along with being so big and long and, and his ability to skate. I'm saying like, yeah, you don't have to be as big in the back end, but imagine being uh, that quick, that fast, that agile, and then adding that extra four or five inches. And I know Millsy, Millsy's got great speed and, and, and he's a taller guy too. So to have that combination, is just a, it's more, it's a, it's a double bonus, uh, so to speak. So that's just good I, to have that. You look at the guys that are, that are going forward, that are going to be like, like that McCarr kid, um, even Rasmus, like Rasmus, uh, Darlene on my team, like he's, yeah. he's, he's six two. I mean, he's, he's a skinny kid right now, but I mean, he's going to grow into his body. That Makar kid is whatever, six two. I mean, like, like it, it's, it's just, I mean, I, I guess it's obviously the best, league, the best league in the world. But like when you, 
get a guy that you know obviously has a call, then then obviously it's pretty impressive. And it is exciting to see all these young guys like Wawrinski there. Like he's putting up, he had almost 20 goals I think already this year. Like there's so many good young talented players and and uh, at the back end and like, mobile moving pucks and just jumping in and a little more towards the way the game is being played. So it does. It makes it fun for you guys for sure. I mean, you're probably not as restricted as you probably would have been years and years ago. But you, but if you remember, Dave, I got to tell you, Millsy used to be that five 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 six guy when he played for me. That was a that was back in the old days. Millsy was our kind of our undersized uh, defender, but <laughs> but he could still. And then he grew, but he could, like I said, even back then, I'll never forget him as a young guy. He first year Bantam, he's five foot five, maybe five six, second year Bantam. But again, all the skills could move pucks. You know what I mean? Just had a great mind defensively. Uh, the rest, the rest came. Uh, the size and you know, I mean, the confidence that come with it. But if you have the hockey instincts like you did, you're just and you know that too, Mills. You just a, some guys have that that ability. They're, they're cerebral. They think the game well, and that's something you always did. So it was just a matter of you, a little bit of time, a little bit of uh, growth, and like physical growth kind of come together. For a little bit of puberty. it's all about puberty. <laughs> Put a couple <laughs> hairs down there. Hey. A little bit of fluff on the muff there, and yeah, you're all you're all good to go there, Milsey. <laughs> you coached him, obviously, right? I believe that was Bantam. You said, right? You coached him in. Yeah, we had him for two, yeah, two years in Bantam. So, uh, my thing to you is obviously what I want to know the habits he had as a player that you were a coach for, like as you saw what he had, because obviously. Like they they say there's still some players who carry habits when they're younger. I doubt it, if especially when you make it in the National Hockey League. Okay, but also there's also the type of players that look up at the coach while they're waiting on the bench to go back on the ice. Was Millsy that type of guy, or was he the guy that just knew he was going back on the ice after he just got off the ice? <laughs> well, you know, we had a, we had a pretty good uh, decor back then with uh, like Bonomo and, and Connolly and uh, and Corey Jackson. But but Millsy was right in there with that group of guys. But for me, I like. You get a soft spot for certain guys. And Mills was one of those guys, again, a little undersized. But I always remember um, he was a soccer guy in the summer, just a smart guy, always a good soccer player, good athlete all around. And you just knew. he. I, I did. He could just play. And, and again, his love for the game and a great personality as a kid, too. So he just kind of – he was just a good – it's funny that you hear it all the time, but Mills always was. He's a great teammate and a good guy, always joking around, smiling. He's always got that smile going. And that never ended. So – like even now, like we have an opportunity to hang out together and do a little hockey school in the summer, and he uh, he's always there to give back and still smiling, and still laughing, and acting like jackasses. Hey, Mosey. <laughs> hey, plug plug that hockey school, Dom. Driven, yeah. driven, driven. Driven. I oh, want yeah. Yeah, you yeah, go to that, yeah, Dom. Mosey <laughs> could jump in right after Dom's done talking about it. <laughs> oh no, it's just well, we we started three or four years ago, Mosey. We started with the. I started the hockey school up, and, yeah, and Mills, yeah. Mills yeah, never thought, yeah. never, never blinked an eye, and he's always been around to help. And, and for me, it's 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 the best to get the, to have these old guys that used to play for you, Finner, and then I got the chance at Brian Rust out and Jared Burton, and you, and you get to just it's a great opportunity to see all these guys too, and just get to hang out. Like you asked Millsy, tell the truth, Millsy, those 10, 15 minutes in between sessions, it's a, it's an absolute gong show listening to DiPietro in that, in that fucking room in the basement and laughing and joking. And, 100%. And, it's, and, great. it's true. It's true. Like, those are, you don't get, uh, you don't get a lot of opportunities, I think, um, to just, you know, shoot the shit with, with guys that, that, you know, about old stories and stuff like that, because it's always, you know, when you are at the rink here, you're so busy doing stuff like that, but it is great. Uh, great to get that time in the summer with, with old buddies and old stuff like that. And then, you throw a guy like Paul DePietro in there, he's uh, you're, you're you're gonna have some laughs. So he's uh, 
see, and obviously the school <laughs> do very well. You have a Facebook page just, too, that, right, Dom? I believe you have a Facebook page with it too. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there is. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, again, we're we're right in the middle of all this stuff, so we're just kind of um, everything's a limbo. We're just kind of waiting to hear about stuff, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's we'll, the we'll academy. <laughs> the academy. It, well, Mil- I got Milton. Nice, uh, I got one of those one one piece hazard uniforms he can wear for the first couple sessions if we're uh if we're still under the covid situation there music and he can he can wear the one piece and the gas mask i don't, I don't care you'll look good right? uh, mask and the hazmat mask yeah we'll be good to go <laughs> yeah you'll be good to go you could try to take a little bit out of your cardio but you'll be okay you can try to incorporate the social distancing in your drills you know you That's know right. shoot from the top of the circle Make sure you don't shoot at Millsy's ankles or his shin pads, obviously, okay? Or he, he probably does not even wearing those out there. He's probably wearing the trainer gear out there. So don't even shoot anywhere near him. Okay, unless he's wearing the hazmat suit, you can incorporate a little protection in there. And then maybe, right. maybe put Millsy through the gauntlet against all the kids. You can, you can do that for sure. Well, Millsy, he's looking stylish all the time. Like last year, he was he rocks the hood. He's got the hoodie going nice. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. He's, all, he's always looking good. Dom's got his gloves from, uh, I think they're from 1990 <laughs> out there. No palm in them. Hey, listen. We pump out some good players. Oh, yeah. That's what we're there to do. The Academy. Oh, my God. I, like that. Just, uh, I think that should be the new name of it. Just Driven Academy, you know? Just there driven. you go. Academy. Oh, that's yeah. it. Oh, that's, that's right. Well, well, thank, well, thank, thank Millsy for the plug. Millsy will do our scholastic stuff with the kids too. Hey. The, the academy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now speaking of scholastic, Millsy, you you played uh, obviously Bantam, Triple A, but Dom, and then after that, like as your career kind of went on in hockey, you went to play for the for White Pines Wolverines. That's a high school team here in Sault Ste. Marie for listeners that are outside of Sault Ste. Marie. I know there's a lot of the of our listeners in Michigan or even Southern Ontario. Uh, that is that was a well known school. That was you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mills. I believe you were coached by Mike Cowan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were so. Like with with the White Pines Wolverines, they were well known for kind of hockey because of their coach Mike Cowan, who was a big known uh, kind of let's say personal trainer in town at that specific time. And you jumped from going for the White Pines Wolverines, you went to play in the Ontario Hockey League for your local team, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, which you eventually grew. You became the captain of the Sioux Greyhounds. You're an absolute legend, if you will. Uh, then you get drafted into the National Hockey League and you go through the LA system. You got Boston system. You get uh, drafted by Vegas in the expansion draft. You score the first goal uh, in playoff history for Vegas. I think I got that stat correct. Uh, hopefully I'm not butchering everything here. And then now obviously being with the Buffalo Sabres, you got to admit, as if everyone caught on to that in there, that you went from high school hockey to the OHL. All right. And I know the Ontario uh, Hockey League and Online Association on Facebook really follows our show. They like all of our shows, despite whoever it is, uh, and they, they share all of our content. So I want you to give a little bit of a plug uh, to the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, or just a little bit of how your time was here with that. And just how I've asked you this before on this show, because it's your fourth time on. But for listeners who can't find that previous edition or anything, is it that cliche that you just worked hard and it worked out for you? Or can you play it back to what you did to get to where you are today geez he's plugging me dom hey, there's a lot here um i, lo- I love it i love it um what i don't know i think i think you know i had great years when i was playing traveling hockey when i was a kid and then um it was grade nine was my last year traveling hockey and then grade 10 i went back to high school but i i think you know i was still a kid and i still kind of saw my buddies playing high school sports and all that stuff 
And, um, you know, it was something that I missed. I kind of missed being a kid and missed having to, you know, that opportunity to, you know, play a couple more things and, you know, hang out with your buddies from, from high school and stuff like that. So, uh, I went back that year, but I still knew that, you know, with the, with the, the program that, that Mike had going at White Pines, it was going to be really good. And it was, it was, and, um, you know, I figured if I want to make a goal of this, of hockey and, you know, obviously I got to go back and, and do the, do to play some traveling hockey and, you know, try and try and move up from there. So played a year midget, went to the, went, uh, played a year of junior A for the Thunderbirds and then I was in the OHL. Um, and yeah, the OHL was great. I mean, the opportunity to play, uh, for a team that I always grew up watching in the Sioux, um, you know, a lot of guys that I, um, you know, when you're, when you're a kid in the Sioux, that's the, the team that you idolize and that's the team that you watch all the time. So, um, to get that opportunity and to play in my hometown in front of, uh, you know, family and friends and, and obviously stay in my hometown till I was, you know, 20 years old or, or whatever was, uh, was great and, and something that, uh, you know, I'll never take for granted. I think if I, if I would have, you know, went to college or if I would have went somewhere else, I think that's something that I really would have, uh, you know, missed out or, or wish that I would have done, um, you know, when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah, and I remember the headline from when you signed with the Hounds, and I'm not going to plug who the name was. I'm sure he'll comment below if he listens. It's Miller time when you signed with the Greyhounds, and I remember, <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, and I think that might be a trademark. I'm not too sure if it is. Well, guess what? It's broke the rules. If that's a trademark, I really it doesn't matter to me. Overall, I like that catch, that that phrase. You know, that just that was perfect way to put everything because the way you are, and I can recall this. I'm not going to bring up my playing days. I tend to bring up my past a little bit, but I did actually train with you with Mike Cowan. I tried to keep up with you one morning at a White Pines run. I think I threw up on the grass. I think all of us actually might have. And you were always was that just, from the night. Was that from the night before, though? Probably. Yeah, uh, it was okay. probably drinking Carly Nice at the time. Not gonna lie, sort of give a little plug to Molson on there. But uh, you know, I was probably drinking the wrong beer at that time. And at the end of the day, you know, I remember doing those runs, and you were always one of the better athletes there. And we had a lot of great athletes that were the Zach Traquado. Uh We had uh, uh, Diesel. We had Mike Quinnell. We the, the crew was big there with Cowan and just a lot of talent from Sault Ste. Marie that has been has made good NHL careers and that comes from Ron Francis yourself you've played just over 300 games and still more to go uh, obviously it's just really a great story and I said that I wasn't going to go a cor- corny route too much but I know a lot of people are expecting to hear oh well hey if you go to high school hockey your career is done no it's not it truly isn't it doesn't matter where you play hockey essentially as long as you have the work ethic and at the end of the day if you're a good enough hockey player remember there's a scout angel bombacco who said that if you're a good enough hockey player they'll find you anywhere even if it's on a backyard rink in a pond hockey rink in a small town in ontario so at the end of the day you have uh, you had the opportunity and you seized it and playing for the hounds man like you had some good times here obviously and overall going to the national hockey league it, it was everything just pays off and you could probably recall stepping on the ice for that first time were you nervous as hell or were you just that usual colin miller self with just pure confidence <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I'm always pure confidence, but um, no, I mean it was yeah, um, it was it was pretty, oh yeah, 
it was pretty uh, incredible. Obviously, I think I don't think it's something uh, that you ever expect. And then you know when it's really there, it's uh, it's almost it's almost too much to even imagine. I remember I remember some. I, I actually heard a I heard a thing this week, and it was I saw Allen Iverson was talking about the first time he saw Michael Jordan and how he was like he was like almost a, a god or something, you know. And it, and it was and it was kind of similar similar. Um, similar feeling you know when you walk into that that Bruins dressing room you have a lot of guys in that room that are that are going to be Hall of Famers you know Patrice Bergeron, Zidane Char, guys that have played forever and you've seen in so many games on NH on TV and stuff like that so it was just kind of uh so surreal to finally be there and then as the year goes on and as your years grow in the NHL it's uh it's more just about you know believing in yourself and making sure that you know you know obviously I've I've earned it. I've worked hard. I'm here. I'm I'm just as as you know equal or or trying to prove that you are and uh, just go out there and play. So it was it was a lot of fun and yeah it was that that first first game was obviously something that that you never forget. Yeah, it's almost as good as remembering your first goal too. But one thing that even stuck out to me big, and I think Dom might even find this uh, interesting. You told me a couple editions ago, I believe it was, that we there was a there was a, a a guest who commented to ask you a question, and I asked it because I was curious because it's everyone's go-to question when you're talking to an NHL defenseman: is who's the toughest player to play against? Obviously, you got McDavid, you got Crosby, Austin Matthews. Obviously, if you have Jack Eichel if you're on the other team, there's just a list of names. But you actually brought up Nathan McKinnon. Okay, as being one of the more tougher guys to play against. And obviously you played against him more when you were a member of the Las Vegas School of the Knights. Uh, not saying you don't play against him. Now, obviously you played this not as much. But is, like, what makes and separates... No, always, buddy, Terrier. I always get pulled right off the ice once they throw those guys out there, you know? Yeah. They do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dom, Dom bring me off the ice. Hey, Dom, get off the ice. It, it, what? What? Put him in the corner. Put his head, knock him on his ass with his head down. Like the talent in the National Hockey League, there's obviously a difference between every player. Okay, like you can have a Ryan Reeves type, who you obviously have familiarity with with Las Vegas, but then you got a Nathan McKinnon type, two different type of players. Okay, obviously on the spectrum. Okay, so what do you? Is that separation more visible now in the NHL? Are you seeing a lot of these fast young players coming up that are like, hey buddy, slow down, or these heroes that practice, if you well that's the words that i'd like to use or is the nhl still have that dynamic where there's so many different roles of players where you can still have your grinders your defensive defensemen your two-way defensemen your offensive or like i said is everything just an offensive mind that you're seeing right now i think 100 percent. you have your your guys that are um you know role players that i mean you look at you look at some guys that carve out careers like a guy like uh, like uh, matt cullen like he played for i don't know like I don't even know how many games he played, over 1,300 games in NHL or something like that. And he was a third, fourth line guy, but he was such a good teammate and such an important part of teams that he would, you know, keep getting jobs, keep getting jobs, keep getting jobs. A guy that I would always think of is like a guy like like a Cody Eakin who played who I played with in Vegas. Like he was just such a good guy anywhere you could put throughout the lineup. Um, you know, and I think that guys like that are – um, that find a way to, you know, kind of create their niche in the league is it, it's really interesting. But I mean, obviously, your your superstars are are going to be there forever. But um, you know, um, I think it's interesting when you look at at other guys like that that just find a way to be such an important part of a team. You know? Yeah, definitely. And well, you you know, sorry, sorry to cut you cut you off there, but uh, Millsy, and to be honest with you, um, even after a season like you see uh, Brian Ruff. 
past uh, Rusty having a season like he had with he's got almost 30 goals this year. But he's a guy. Yeah. It blows my mind how he can be plugged into any line, anytime, and and it's incredible. You want offense, he can bring you offense. 100%, 100%. You want defense, yeah, you want a pellet. Yeah, and and you know, exactly, he found his, he found his he found his niche where he's just a, like Rusty's so his game is so well rounded where he he's good defensively he, he he's like a he's you know he's a coach's dream he's he's just a he guy a that's just dream. so You're 100% right yeah guys well right yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a guy like it's just it's it just st- stands out to me that um um especially this year we've talked about it quite a bit and I'm saying I just can't believe that. There's uh, like a player like that. Like I said, he can, uh, as a coach sitting around saying, you just, we can put, we can put him here, 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 and here, this situation, uh, end of the games. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's incredible. And sometimes I think um, they do get, they, they, they maybe fly under the radar, but I think more and more there's people are realizing that there's, there's lots of guys out there like that, that are good both ways and can really uh, bring it offensive. Well, and, that, and that's why when, it's so good to chance. That's why yeah, that's why it's so good to see him. You know, obviously, obviously he's finally he, he's having a, a hell of a year, and he's and he's getting the the, sti- the statistics numbers wise. But um, you know, obviously he he's he's had amazing years in the past, but just not the numbers haven't shown it. I'll always give it to him though. I'll say he's just taking Sid's tappings, right? Sid's <laughs> just giving him tappings all the time. It, it was uh, it was uh, I think Gino Mel. In there this year, it's hit. That was a pretty good combo for those two guys this year. They were both good together. So yeah, yeah. Crazy. what blows my yeah, mind? Exactly. What blows my mind even about you can mention the Pittsburgh team, a team uh, that had so many injuries this year and found ways to win. Like I love that cliche: good teams find ways to win. And Toronto's a city that had injuries this year, and the fans use that as an excuse. Okay, and the Toronto fans, there's nothing like them. In this world, I, I flat out got to say that as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, taking my host hat off for a second, putting uh, my hat on for what I truly cheer for. Sorry, Mills. I cheer for you on Buffalo. I'm not going to lie. I always pull for you to try to get a snipe against the boys in blue every time you play them or even the boys in red, if you will, uh, towards Dom there. But at the end of the day, like the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, another team that had so many injuries this year and were able to battle through it. And like that's what's amazing. Those depth guys come up and they're able to get plugged into anywhere in the lineup and be able to be successful and it just doesn't seem there's not a lot of teams who have that luxury that it just fits and like you said Russ is having such a great year like he's going off this year in terms of goals and that's yeah and it does help playing with the likes of Malkin or Crosby or uh, type of players that they have there in Pittsburgh but it, overall I think and you can attest to this too Dom as a coach sometimes a coach has a lot to do with a player that's successful too it's, as much as it's easy or as much as it, it could be someone could work hard on the ice, get into the right areas and score goals, sometimes grind it out past a defenseman or even a defenseman that gets more ice time on the power play or on the penalty kill, they can succeed more and the coach can put them in a better position. And I think that's another spot where Rust is being successful. And even Millsy, you had a lot of success in Vegas and in your career, especially too. I know uh, this year in Buffalo, you know, the team overall has been as you would hope it to be. Uh, but it all comes down to where the coach plays you, and I think you can attest to that, Dom. Well, for for me, it's even now, like uh, just coaching these this past two years with the group I just had, though it's it really is, and you learn as a coach too. And Millsy would again, as a player, as a coach, you can attest to that. You, you you're not always going to make the right decisions, but um, one thing I, I I've and again, certain coaches are different. Um, uh, for me, it's just about really really uh, understanding that. We, 
bringing that close-knit feeling, that family, that bringing guys together, letting them all know about how important uh, everybody is to the team. And it, it really, um, for me, I, I it's, it's magnified in the way I go about uh, coaching. Because I tell the guys, I, I, I don't know, for the most part, you might know a couple of the major stats of guys that score this and that. But for me, it's not about that. I, like, I know what you're going to bring to the table by this point. And, and, and all I can do is, is, is you know what, uh, continue to, to, to lean on these guys in all these situations and let everybody know how important they are. And, and I'm sure uh, uh, Millsy's had coaches that have done that. There might be some that aren't, aren't as good at that or, or don't use that style. But, but for me, um, I, I feel like making everybody feel that importance and, and having know that they do have an important role it just it does it um you see results and i and I, that's how i feel just as a coach everybody's different everybody's gonna have a different way to see or uh or view the way that they feel um you should go about treating your players but for me it, it is it's about building a family and and them having your trust and and vice versa so you, you got to know that uh, they have to know you have their back it's it that, that, that's an important part and i think kids are different today too and and players even even with Millsy the younger guys coming up I'm sure he can he can tell you you gotta you gotta be able to uh communicate uh probably a lot better than you did 15 20 years ago it's, it's a lot more part of the game so sorry about my long-windedness there boys that's allowed you're allowed to do that make sure you have that drink of coffee eh, to make sure you uh get that oh, down I'm, I'm dried up now I'm all dried up <laughs> Now, even speaking of coaches, no, I agree, Dom. I think you're, I think you're bang on there, Dom, when you say that because it, as a, as a player, obviously you, you have to feel, you have to feel like you're, you know, a big part of the team, even if, even if, you know, maybe sometimes the cases you're, you're not as big as a, as a piece as, as you might think you are for, 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 you know, for the team to benefit the, the best it can. I mean, each, each guy has to feel like, like he's, uh, you know, an important part of the team. But even I wanted to go back to like Rusty, like Rusty had. Rusty had um, so many good years, maybe playing on that on the, on the third line, you know, or, or That's right, yeah. you know, not, not, not great, great years, but he had good years playing on third lines, playing on third lines, playing on third lines, and then a couple guys get hurt, and boom, he's up in the up in the first second line, and and look what's look look what look what happens, right? So it it, right. it takes a lot, I think, sometimes. Right, it takes a lot of time sometimes to. To, to wait for your opportunity but I mean he was he, he was he's great about it why he's not complaining he's just playing keeping his head down and and you know look at the like we said look at the year he's having so good on him oh yeah it's a credit to those guys too like uh, even yourself Millsy when when things aren't going well um it, it is important like I, I'm sure as, as fans and stuff you, you don't see that part of it too when when somebody's struggling or or uh just waiting for that opportunity and just wondering sometimes if, if it's ever going to come, but to have that mentality and to be, uh, to be that strong internally and say, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I can just bide my time. I'm, I'm just going to do what I got to do and my chances are going to come. And it's, it's incredible for guys that can do that. It really is. That's a credit to, to, to you and Rusty and a lot of guys that, that just, you know, put the time in and, and uh, uh, it'll pay off at some point. So. And that's the main thing it does, right? And you you have uh, like a, in Buffalo, Melzi, Like we speak with coaches, Ralph Kruger is your guy in Buffalo. How how is it? I know you're not gonna <laughs> kind of put you on the spot here with Ralph Kruger, as I kind of did a couple times in this segment. But uh, like you've had like in Vegas, you move from a team to go like you get traded, you go to a different team. Now you have to learn a new system under a new coach. And Ralph Kruger. I know he didn't get the time that he deserved with Edmonton. I, I, I strongly believe that Edmonton 
and I can say this flat out as a host uh, of the show, and no one else has to comment on this, but Edmonton has had a disaster of a time, especially with draft picks and everything. Now, of course, you draft Connor McDavid, and things are starting to turn around with Edmonton, but it's been a time coming. And Ralph Kruger, okay, being there in Buffalo, I think was such a good move by the organization in general. However, I'm not the player under him or anything like that. Or, like, what was it like learning a new system from a new coach and just overall with Ralph Kruger? Because a lot of the, been a lot of good vibes, if you will, about Ralph Kruger on the show from a lot of different players that have been guests. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph's honestly, he's, he's just like, uh, you ever seen that, that Dosecki's ad where he's going, the most interesting man in the world? Like, Ralph is like <laughs> the, the most interesting man in the world. Like, he's just, he's he's experienced so much and he's, uh, he's just a very well rounded person. And, and I, I don't, I really don't know how old Ralph is, but, you know, say whatever, he's 60 or whatever, but he's come back and this is his passion. His passion is hockey, his passion is, you know, teaching teaching the game and, and, um, and, you know, bringing, bringing kind of that, that group of, of guys together. And, he, and he's very, 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 very good at, at doing that. Um, he's very good at, you know, kind of um, the, I don't want to say the rah, rah, but like the, the motivation side of it, he's very good at that. Um, so yeah, he, he's, he's been a, he's been a treat to work with and he's, uh, he's obviously a, a guy that's that's already well respected by by a lot of people. He definitely is. Like, and it, 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 you can well, tell. You can tell. Yeah, Dom, go ahead. In a, in a situation like that, too, with a guy like Kruger, because the teacher said the same thing about him. He said he's just such a, um, well, first of all, how intelligent he was, and again, he's 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 had his fingers and hands in so many different things. Uh, he'd be with Southampton, I think, the soccer team there. But but uh, then Mills, you go back to the raw yeah. stuff, and uh, again. Uh, you guys aren't stupid as players. You, you know, um, you know when that coach is as passionate as you guys are, and, and you know the guy that's giving you the rah rah if he if he means it or not too. Because there's been guys around that I know that you know, you can see right through some of the stuff that that some guys are. But then there's guys that you just realize that yeah. the guy you're playing for. Yeah. I'm sure Ralph Kruger is just like he really he is. That's just how he said his passion. He loves the game. He that's he lives and breathes by it, and he is very very into what he's doing and he wants the best for his team so uh again having that approach and your players see how passionate you are that's going to rub off on them too even me as a coach the, the kids know i'm the biggest kid i'm the biggest happiest guy uh you know what i mean it's just and i, I think it's infectious too it's for sure they, they know how how into it you, yeah so and overall if it was- okay carry on. i'll tell you sorry about ralph real quick so uh we were in we had like a preseason game and um jake mccabe McCabe, he blocks a shot, so he like does something to his finger. I don't know if he fractured it or something. It was like it was a preseason game, like early on in the year, right? So we're just we're just getting to know Ralph, and um, and, and he comes over to he he was talking to Ralph about his injury because he couldn't play for whatever. He was gonna miss a couple of games at the beginning of the year, and Ralph goes, uh, "Oh yeah, like." Yeah, like I've had that happen to me, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like how he's like, well, I was diving off the coast of uh, somewhere, and and you know, I, I I jammed it on a on a coral reef, and and Jake's just like, what that? Like this guy's done everything. Like, I'm, what's the hell is this guy? Like, what are you doing? You know? And, and he's like, how does he? Even, you know, he, he had nothing to come back with for him, but it was just funny. Like an early on, oh. early on, kind of getting 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 to know him, right? It was like. I don't know. It's just it's it's Ralph, right? He's, uh, he's, he's a oh, pretty yeah. cool guy. See, the coral reef, yeah. 
the core reef. That's a uh, that's, that's, that's his nickname. Yeah, the core. Yeah, that's never happened to me. No coral reef here. Uh, I think that'd be a little bit different, you know. But that that's the funny thing, right? It's overall you you kind of break the ice with players. Once you, especially in the preseason, you come in the locker room and you have that kind of attitude with your players. You're like, okay, this guy is a player's coach, but he can tell he means business because you're in the National Hockey League, but. At the end of the day, you know this guy is going to look out for you or he's going to be just an approachable guy, which honestly, everything that has gone on in the National Hockey League this year with coaches, and we don't have to jump into that, but you, you, it's good. that's the way the coaches should be. It's like not the way it used to be with youth hockey, especially where you can yell at a player, bench him, and all that. Kind of, no, it's completely different. And the same comes up all the way up to the National Hockey League where I think those players types coaches are, is what's going to bring success. You know, and that look at look at St. Louis last year with Brebe. Look at like last place team in St. Louis comes up and wins the Stanley Cup, and a lot of compliments go to Brebe because of how he is he's getting the best out of his players. And I think Ralph has that abil- ability, and I think Mil- Miller, you can jump into that more, but he has the ability to bring the best out of his players, is what I mean to say. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and 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 and, and I think um, it all comes down to respect. I think that you know. It, at the level now that you know that I've been fortunate enough to get to, I think it's uh, that's that's you know if 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 your coach is well respected and um, you know like Don was saying earlier, if you if you feel like he has your back, then um, you know you're every day you're coming to the rink and you're you're happy to you know work your work your hardest towards a, towards a common goal with a group of guys. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's huge. For sure, it is. Yeah. So that's yeah, the, the guys need to know that it's again. Um, there's time and place for, for, for all the stuff, the shenanigans, the, the, the joking around. And again, having, because you guys spend so much time together, same with the guys, I, even with the young guys I'm with, we spend a ton of time together. So you, so you got to make the most of it too and, and enjoy it. But then when it's time we're on the ice, it's, there's time to, you know what I mean? How do you say if there's a time to fish and a time to cut bait? That's one of my old coaches from PEI, you can tell, a fisherman, Doug Curry. <laughs> a little plug out there for uh, Doug Curry. There's time, time to fish and time to cut bait, boy. So it's, there's a time to, to joke around. Then there's a time to kind of get serious and practice time is one of them for me. And, and again, uh, before games, it's, yeah, it's preparation. And, and Millsy knows the same thing because you guys are going to have a good time doing what you do, but um, there's a time to be serious and, and, and do your thing. So see now time Mills, to get the job done. Yeah, for sure. Not to get the job done, get to get to work per se. Right. Uh, Dave McCaig here with Colin Miller and Dom DeLuca, our special guests and our special fan guests. There's a couple more minutes follows before I let you both go. Uh, the, the main thing Miller is now is with everything going on right now, everything at the whole world is at a standstill, right? It's kind of, everything's a waiting game. Right. And it just like, what does one do in this situation while waiting to play is there like obviously you work out at home or like are you getting in some mean video game time right now or netflix time on your end over there or, or what <laughs> yeah yeah definitely a little bit of both um i don't know honestly it's it for the first couple weeks uh you know you're not really sure where where this is going but i think it's important you know try to stay in a routine try to get up try to get something done uh you know try to have try to have something that you're some kind of whatever goal or something that you're going to do every day otherwise you're just moping around drinking 10 cups of coffee a day you know hey Dom but uh it's it's I I think that's kind of said it's all mate whatever but uh I think 
that's I think that's just kind of the mindset that uh, everybody's had, and it's uh, it's crazy. This is a crazy time that um, you know, obviously none of us saw none of us saw coming, and hopefully we'll never have to deal with it again. But make the best of it. Definitely. Now, Dom, I want to give you the floor on uh, the last thing. Maybe if you want to bring up anything before we allow Colin to bring up anything before I sign off on the show. We know it's uh, always good to to ensure everyone gets it all out out there. You know, so as a coach, you should know what that means. Get it all, leave it all on the ice right now. And that's what we're going to do. I want you to, if you want to bring up something to Colin uh, to before we sign off. Oh, Milsey. Oh, geez. <laughs> so much, so many good things. But uh, again, uh, knowing, oh. knowing, knowing him for this long now, uh, uh, it's just been it's great to see his journey and see where he's got and and uh, uh, me going from uh, from his coach, kind of a maybe even a mentor and, and a friend I am to him now, and it's it's just nice that we have that relationship. So I'm really happy about that. And uh, like like even Colin and I, like we spent uh, the two years we spent together, like we we're we're lucky enough. We Nosey uh, Altesta, we won a bronze medal. I think it was the first one in a while here in in, in the Sioux there, I don't know, Ontario. So we spent some special moments there together. Uh, enjoyed that time with him too. So, you know I mean, and just, it went on from there for him and uh, times that I'll never forget, especially as a coach. And that's, I'm still doing it because uh, um, I love it. And I love kind of the relationships I'm allowed to, to, to make with these guys afterwards. We're, we're close. It's nice. It's nice to see. So that's, oh. uh, that's where I'm at. We get a little sappy on you there. Right? And, oh, look at that. Soft. I, wow, a lot of love. There's the heart things are all over my, the hearts are all over my screen right now. They're popping up. They'll see all over the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's emoticons yeah, are right now. Yeah, my emojis, my heart emojis are just they're blasting all over the place there. Oh, I like that. Now, Mil, <laughs> any, any words for uh, for Dom there, and anything else before we sign you off here tonight? Yeah, big hug and kiss. Eh? Uh, no, I think it's just. Uh, I think it. No, I think it's just. Um, yeah, we had a lot of. We have a lot of. We've had a lot of fun over the years, and we'll definitely continue with that. You know, the driven driven academy there. Pumping out the <laughs> pumping out the kids from the school and uh, uh, no I, no it's just uh, there's, I, I would only say that uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know as a player still still obviously playing there's a lot of coaches that you have over the years and there's some that there's obviously going to be guys that that rub you the wrong way and you don't like and then there's obviously going to be guys that you're you're always going to reach out to after and and that's what what Dom's been to me so uh, happy to happy to have him um, you know somebody that I can reach out to if I need to and, and yeah that's about it see and now officially Colin Miller is the guest to have most come on this show he just surpassed Joe Bowen so you got the title right now Millsy of the game entertainment and media uh, appearances I'll give you that I don't know if that's something you want to add to your resume but you know I think it's a pretty <laughs> hey that's quite an accomplishment there, on there yeah. <laughs> I love it love that <laughs> Uh, I'll say flat out. Uh, I want to say thank you, Milzy, for taking the time. I know, um, despite everything that is going on, it's still a time where you're still busy. You're still trying to keep everything in shape uh, for yourself, opposed to watching Netflix or playing video games. Uh, Dom, you as well. I want to say thank you to you because I know you must have had maybe a couple, two, three more coffees since this broadcast has gone on. You did awesome. I'm very At happy. Least, well, you know what? I I got away from uh, walking my dog. She can do a triathlon right now. Unbelievable shape we're in. We're killing it. We're killing it every day. Her and I, we go wild on our walks. <laughs> I love that. Milsey <laughs> might find me out at Nebrich there soon, just on a, on a walk, like just head down, going all the way down. Right down, down Highway forever. 17, eh? 17. Not even, not even turning around, not stopping. <laughs> Straight ahead. 
Love that. <laughs> you can follow Dom's uh, Hockey Academy now, if you will. Uh, driven <laughs> on uh, Facebook. You know, everything, uh, yeah, everything's going to be at a standstill, obviously, at this current point. However, uh, you can reach out to Dom or even reach out to Miller or even myself, and I'll direct you in the right direction if you need to get any information with that. And obviously, Colin, I hope that everything comes back to full form sooner rather than later. Uh, if everything kind of kiboshes this year and it's a reset, which is what I'm kind of predicting going into the next year, obviously we will have you on the show again. It's obviously a foregone conclusion. We have you on at least once or twice a year uh, throughout the year, so we know you'll be back on. But one thing I want to say this summer, uh, while everything gets going and dep- depend on what you do, we do plan to have some big additions uh, outside beachfront additions. I'm going to start spoiling that a little bit. So hopefully we can have you. Uh, hopefully you can come on and me do a face to face. I got to try. I have to trim up. Nice. I got a nice trim in for that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Sunglasses on, tarps oh, off. Yeah. bring the carrot. bring the carrot oil. Have a, oh yeah. We all green stuff. Nice. Millsy. You know, the, hopefully that will be good to have you on for that, Millsy. Uh, thank you again to uh, you guys coming on. Uh, this has been a special Thanks day. for having me, Dave. Of course. And Millsy, thank you for coming on. So yeah, thanks, dude. the main thing here on the Game Sports Show uh, is that you have been tuning into our special edition. And if it wasn't not just for our great guest that we had, Colin Miller, our great fan guest, Dom DeLuca, you, the listeners, make sure that you keep it locked here on the Game Sports Show. Despite all of our great followers, uh, the main thing is our listeners and viewers that really power this edition. So make sure you hit like, follow, and subscribe. This special edition has been brought to you by Compass Imaging Group and Demansky Office Interiors. Shoutouts to ESPN, ESPN 1400, Sovereign Communications on TV, Sports Center Bar and Grill, North Superior Brewing Company, North Shore Sports and Auto, Northern Quitters in Need, and Thrush creative and of course after i say all that i want to make sure as soon as i get off that i sip a northern superior brewing company can of beer here so i can get my voice back to normal after this has been such an electric segment here on the game and we will have more segments that are special edition or even just regular news upload shows so make sure you follow us on our platform spotify apple podbean and our websites thegamesportshow.com facebook and or instagram at the game sports show and make sure you keep checking out colin miller and make sure you follow dom deluca's driven hockey i guess you say driven hockey academy page on facebook so we will have as i mentioned on the game sports show if you have any kind of issues or any questions don't hesitate to comment below and getting to our conclusion i'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice swing your bat catch your touchdown drain your threes and shoot your shots booyah